the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Don't confuse holiness and legalism. They're worlds apart. Legalism says, I will do these things to gain God's favor. Holiness says, I will do these things because I love God and I want to protect my relationship with God. That's a big difference. So I'm not talking about legalism here. I'm talking about holiness, of putting boundaries in place to protect my relationship with God or to protect my children's relationship with God. As you grow with Jesus, you'll begin to recognize the sins in your life that have the potential to pull you away from Him. Today, Pastor Dan teaches you that as you become aware of these sins, it's smart to find ways of limiting or avoiding them. Not just to fight the sin, but to understand the things that bring that sin to fruition in the first place, and to avoid that. For example, one beer may have the tendency to turn to five or six. If so, avoid the first. Don't let the non-sin of a single drink turn into the sin of drunkenness. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 35, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Uh, Well, in chapter 35 of Jeremiah, we meet an interesting group of people called the Rechabites. Uh, The Rechabites. The book of Jeremiah, as I've mentioned before, it's not really written in chronological order, so it kind of jumps around in Judah's history. In chapter 34, that we looked at last week, chapter 34 was set in the final days of Jerusalem and Judah when King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon was attacking the city of Jerusalem. The city was set to fall at any day. But now chapter 35 goes back in Judah's history to when Jehoiakim reigned as king of Judah. So it goes back now 18 years earlier than chapter 34. Uh, And I I think that the Holy Spirit probably uh, had Jeremiah talk about the Rechabites now at this point in the book for the sake of contrast. The people of Judah dishonored the Lord. They refused to keep his commands. And in contrast, we have the Rechabites. The Rechabites, they honored their earthly father and obeyed his commands for generations. And that's what they are known for in the Bible. That's what they're noted for. Their faithful obedience from generation to generation. They're the opposite of the children of Israel. They're the opposite of the people of Judah who are who throughout their history rebelled against God, throughout their history disobeyed God and turned away from His commands. Uh, We look at the Rechabites, and from generation to generation, they obeyed the commands of 
their earthly father, their earthly forefather, as we'll see. In verse 1, let me just kind of read through about 10 verses so you get just a sense of who the Rechabites were and why they're noted here. Verse 1, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah. Again, so this is about 18 years before chapter 34. Go to the house of the Rechabites, speak to them, and bring them into the house of the Lord, into the temple, into one of the chambers, there were all of these rooms along the perimeter of the temple, and give them wine to drink. Then I took, and it's going to list a bunch of names here that I'm going to butcher, Jezaniah, the son of Jeremiah, the son of Habazaniah, his brothers, and all his sons, and the whole house of the Rechabites, so all the Rechabites. And I brought them into the house of the Lord, into the chamber of the sons of Hanan, the sons of Igdaliah, a man of God, which was by the chamber of the princes, above the chamber of Messiah, the son of Shalom, the keeper of the door. And then I set before the sons of the house of the Rechabites bowls full of wine and cups. And I said to them, drink wine. Here's the important part, verse 6. But they said, we will drink no wine. For Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, commanded us, saying, you shall drink no wine, you nor your sons, forever. You shall not build a house, sow seed, plant a vineyard, nor have any of these. But all of your days you shall dwell in tents, that you may live many days in the land where you are sojourners. Thus we have obeyed the voice of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, and all that he charged us to drink no wine all our days. We, our wives, our sons, our daughters, nor to build ourselves houses to dwell in, nor do we have vineyard, field, or seed, but we have dwelt in tents and have obeyed and done according to all that Jonadab, our father, commanded us. So here we have the Rechabites, and we don't really know much about the Rechabites. They're only mentioned a couple times in the Bible, kind of in passing. This is really the main story that we have in the Bible, they're really, uh, they're, this is really where we know the most about them. Uh, they were Bedouins. They lived in tents. They were a nomadic people. We know they lived in the wilderness of Judah near, near the city of Jericho. Uh, and when I say wilderness, don't think of, uh, you know, the Shenandoah forest. Think of the desert. And when the Bible talks about wilderness, it's what we would call desert. So they were desert dwellers. They were Bedouins who lived in tents out in the deserts of Judah, out in the wilderness of Judah. They never settled in one area. They never settled in a city or established a city. And we're told why they chose to live this way, why they chose to live as Bedouins. Again in verse 6, But they said, We will, not, uh, we will drink no wine, for Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, commanded us, saying, You shall drink no wine. You nor your sons forever, every generation in the family. You shall not build a house, sow seed, plant a vineyard, 
nor have any of these, but all your days you shall dwell in tents, that you may live many days in the land where you are sojourners. Their ancestor, Jonadab, they call him our father, Jonadab here, but, but really Jonadab lived about 250 years to 300 years before this. He's a forefather. He's, he's like a great-great-great-grandfather or something to the Rechabites. So their ancestor, Jonadab, in his days, he commanded his family not to live in houses, not to have farms or vineyards, and to not drink wine. And the reason he commanded his family to do this is so that they would live separated lives. Jonadab lived at a time, he lived during the time of King Ahab, for example. So he lived at a time in in the time of the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah, uh, when there was great corruption, great immorality in, in in the society, great idolatry. And so he commanded his family to live this way so that they would be separated from all of the corruption, all of the idolatry, all of the immorality of society. Later on in Israel's history, in in the days around Jesus' time, there was another group of Jews called the Essenes. Uh, And the Essenes chose to separate themselves from all of the corruption in Jerusalem and all of the immorality in Jerusalem. And the Essenes... They moved out to the wilderness as well, down near the Dead Sea, to an area called Qumran. And in Qumran, they lived and they built a community there. They lived, they worshipped God, they studied the scriptures there in Qumran. And the Dead Sea Scrolls, you probably have heard of those, they came from the Essenes who were living in Qumran. And so we have the Essenes to thank for the Dead Sea Scrolls. But they were another group later on after this, about the time of Jesus, who decided to just separate themselves from the culture because the culture was so immoral, the culture was so corrupt, and they decided to just go live out in the desert where they could be dedicated to God. And here we have the Rechabites. Jonadam, the father of the forefather of the Rechabites, he made the decision to separate his family from the wickedness of the world. There's a powerful example for us. There's a powerful lesson for us in Jonadab and what he did. Listen, Jonadab set rules for his family. He could see the wickedness in the world around him And he decided to set rules for his family. We're not going to live in a house. We're going to live in tents. Uh, We're not going to have a farm or a vineyard. Uh, We're not going to drink wine. And these were the rules that he set for his family. We're going to live out in the desert. We're not going to live in in cities. We're going to be Bedouins. We're going to be nomads. We're going to be shepherds. And he set these rules for his family to keep his family separated from the wickedness of the world. And I want to point out to you that the things that Jonadab prohibited for his family, they're not prohibited in the Scriptures. They're not sin. Uh, They're not wrong, according to the Scriptures. In fact, they were very normal, common, ordinary things that most people did 
in that time. Most, most families lived in houses. Most families had a farm or a vineyard to grow food for their family. Most families, you know, they, they lived in towns. They lived in cities. Most people in that time drank wine. But for Jonadab, Jonadab said, these things are prohibited for my family. These are the rules for his family. And he set these rules in place for his family to separate his family from the wickedness of his day. And because Jonadab set these rules in place, listen to me, his family was preserved for generations. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer requests with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. And I think there's a lot of application in that for us. I think for those of us here that are, are parents, fathers or mothers, or even if you're not, if you're just a single person, living in this world, we should set rules in place. We should set rules in place for our families uh, for the purpose of keeping our families separated from the wickedness of this world. Now, obviously, you can't, you can't keep yourself or keep your family away from the, all of the wickedness in the world. That's not possible. You'd have to go out of the world to escape all of the wickedness of this world. But there are some steps we can take, some boundaries we can put in place to limit the influence of wickedness and limit the influence of the world in our lives and in our family. And again, just like with Jonadab and his family, that may mean that we prohibit things that aren't explicitly prohibited in the Scriptures, things that are not necessarily sinful or wrong, And things that maybe a lot of families around us do. Maybe our neighbors do. But for your family and for you, they are forbidden. They are rules for you and for your family that you put in place for the purpose of preserving your holiness. We're not going to do these things. We're sextons. Sextons don't do that. We don't go there. We don't listen to that. We don't watch that. We don't do those things because we're sextons. And these are, these are the rules that I'm putting in place as the parent, as the father, as the mother. These are rules I'm putting in place in my own life individually. I'm setting up boundaries. And some might say, well, well that sounds a little bit like legalism to me. All these man-made rules, isn't that legalism? Don't confuse holiness and legalism. They're worlds apart. Legalism says, I will do these things to gain God's favor. Holiness says, I will do these things because I love God and I want to protect my relationship with God. That's a big difference. So I'm not talking about legalism here. I'm talking about holiness, of putting boundaries in place 
to protect my relationship with God, or to protect my children's relationship with God. Legalism is man-centered. Holiness is God-centered. The Bible says, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are beneficial. Not all things are helpful. Not all things edify. Not all things are, are good for my relationship with God. Some things actually hinder my relationship with God or hurt my relationship with God, that I may be, I'm free in Christ to do them, but they hurt my relationship with God. And so we choose to set these rules in place. We choose to set these boundaries for our families because even though it's lawful for me to do as a Christian, it's not beneficial for my relationship with God. And so I'm going to set some boundaries now for my family so that the world isn't as much of of an influence on my life, on my kid's life, on my family. It's also important to point out that Jonadab's rules for his family made life more difficult for his family. Uh, You know, living in a house, having a garden to grow your own food, is a much easier life than living in a tent in the desert as a shepherd. And so the decisions that Jonadab made for his family, to protect his family, to keep his family separated from the wickedness of the world that they lived in, it actually made life more difficult for him and his family. Holiness is harder. Choosing to put boundaries in place for yourself and your family is harder than not doing it. It will make things more difficult for you, or more difficult for your family. But what we see with the example of the Rechabites is that it's worth it. Holiness is harder, but holiness is worth it. It's worth it. Jonadab's decision to set up rules for his family to preserve their holiness impacted his family for good for generations For generations. I mean, we're talking hundreds of years. Almost 300 years later. His family is still walking in holiness. Still observing these these rules that Jonadab, great-great-granddad Jonadab put in place 300 years ago. Jonadab has a, a legacy of holiness in his family. For generations. I mean, what a great legacy. I mean, talk about changing your family tree. You know, sociologists describe what they call the five-generation rule. And, and what the five-generation rule is, so, sociologists say that how parents raise a child, the love they give that child, the values they teach that child, the emotional environment they offer that child, influences not only their children, but the four generations to follow either for good or for evil. Five generations are impacted by the rules and the boundaries that we put in place for our kids today. It's going gonna, it's gonna to impact five generations in our families, long after we're dead and gone. For good or for evil. For good or for evil. I mean, again, we're talking hundreds of years after Jonadab. Long after he's dead, his descendants were still living in tents in the wilderness in Judah, following 
His commands that He established for the family. It's powerful to see the fruit of the seeds that He sowed in His generation. And yes, it was hard. Yes, it was more difficult to go live out in the desert. And I'm sure His kids at some point said, but all the other kids get to do it, right? They all have one. And when his kids were young, he probably had to say often, yeah, but we're Rechabites. We're not doing that. Why not? Because we're Rechabites. And Rechabites don't do that. Rechabites don't bring that into our house. We don't, we don't do that. It's not allowed. And this was still bearing fruit in his descendants for hundreds of years, long after his death. Now, the reason it's brought in here is because uh, in chapter 35, the reason it's brought in at this point is because when the Babylonians invade the land of Israel and the land of Judah, the Rechabites, they have to flee from the desert and living in tents and they go to Jerusalem to seek refuge in Jerusalem. Because they can't live out in the desert anymore because the, the Babylonians are in the land. So that's why, if you look at verse 2, the Lord tells Jeremiah to go to the house of the Rechabites, speak to them, bring them into the house of the Lord, into the temple which is in Jerusalem. The reason they're in Jerusalem is because of the Babylonians. Now they've, they've sought refuge in the city. Bring them into one of the chambers of the house of the Lord and give them wine to drink. And so God instructed Jeremiah to serve the Rechabites wine. And this was not in order to tempt the Rechabites. This was to illustrate their faithfulness and their obedience to Jonadab, their forefathers, their faithfulness to keep his commands and not drink wine because he told them don't drink any wine. Look at verse 7. They tell Jeremiah, look at verse 6. They say to Jeremiah, we will drink no wine for Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, commanded us, saying, you shall drink no wine, your, you nor your sons forever. You shall not build a house, sow seed, plant a vineyard, nor have any of these, but all your days you shall dwell in tents, that you may live many days in the land where you are sojourners. He does this here as an illustration to the people of Jerusalem to show them the, the faithfulness and the obedience of the Rechabites. They were committed to keeping the commandments of their forefather, Jonadab. In contrast to the people of Jerusalem and Judah, who were not keeping the commands of their God. The Rechabites kept the commandments of their forefather, Jonadab, who was just a man. He was a, he was a human being, a flawed human being. Again, in contrast, Israel and Judah were not committed to keeping the commands of God, who's eternal, who's perfect, whose commands are perfect. And they disobeyed them. The Rechabites were dedicated. They were loyal. They took the commands of their forefathers seriously. They were careful to obey them. But the people of Judah and Israel were not loyal to their God in any way. They completely disregarded 
the commands of their God. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. We're so glad you joined us today on Ring of Truth as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the book of Jeremiah. If you'd like to hear more messages from Pastor Dan, please visit our website at calvaryec.com. You can listen to and download a wide range of previous broadcasts or simply subscribe to our podcast. Sometimes life can get busy, and between work, school, family, and all of our other obligations, it's hard to find time to dig deeper into the Bible for ourselves. At Ring of Truth, we've tried to make it a bit easier for you. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you go. This way, you'll have encouragement from God's Word throughout the day. You'll find a link to subscribe at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth on iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. When you call, please feel free to share any prayer requests that are on your heart. We'd be happy to pray with and for you. We also appreciate your prayers for this radio ministry. Please tune in next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Jeremiah, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. It's true.